1: Hello everyone. Welcome to Black Women, Widows, Empowered Love Talk Radio. This is uh, a great day today. It's Saturday and it's 12 noon and I thank everyone for listening uh, who's on the call and who's also uh, online. So my name is Sabra Robinson. Um, I ask if you could just put your phone on mute um, just for now and um, once I ask you know, start asking the questions, feel free to, to bring yourself off mute. Um, I am Sabra Robinson, again, founder of the Black Women Widows Empowered, an organization and network focused on empowering the black widowed woman. So we are here today to chat with some really cool people um, who, have, who will be offering their uh, precious time to discuss dating while being widowed. Um, We're chatting with single and widowed men and also a widowed woman of suicide, um, meaning that her her late husband uh, took his own life. Um, So we have in our virtual studio, we have uh, Stafford Sutton from Baltimore, and I'll ask you for introductions uh, shortly. So we have Stafford Sutton from Baltimore. Thank you for joining uh, we have Andre Cox, You're a widower from New Jersey. We have, thank you, we have Jeremy Givens from Baltimore as well. And we have Kyle Whitford from Baltimore. And also our special guest, um, who is our widow due to suicide. Her name is Letitia Bowie of uh, Michigan. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I see we have a few additional folks on the call as well. I'm not sure who all is uh, tuned in online. I can't really see that, but I do see quite a few people logged in. So thank you so much for joining. And I'll go ahead and get started and just go ahead and ask each uh, guest to introduce themselves. And I'll start with Staff- Stafford Sutton. Stafford?
3: Good afternoon to everyone. This is Dr. Stafford Sutton. Uh... Just a little bit about myself. I am uh, originally from the Maryland area. Um, Grew up, went to Woodlawn. I have some Woodlawn Warriors on the line, right? (laughs) Yeah (laughs) All right. Uh, With the Chaney. (laughs) (laughs) With the Chaney. Um, I have worked with a few different uh, organizations um, in terms of of doing consulting, and uh, and I'm glad to be on the call this morning.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. And you're just really humble now because you definitely have so much in your background, but you are a humble man. I will give you credit, though, but thank you so much, Dr. Sutton, <laughs> for joining. <laughs> thank you. Uh, next up, sure, next up we have Andre Cox from New Jersey. Andre? uh I
0: wasn't sure should I just unmute you or you have
1: Yeah, it? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Uh yeah, it's Andre. Um I'm, I'm born and raised in New York. Um currently live in New Jersey, been here since 95. And um um uh, what am
4: I supposed to say? <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, participating for a little bit and um looking forward to um answering some questions and and asking some questions.
1: Um, um this is pretty much it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Next yeah, you we welcome. have Jeremy Gibbons. Sure, thank you. Jeremy.
4: Hello, hello. Oh. Sorry, I had to got <laughs> had to get the kids situated. My name is Jeremy Gibbons. I'm Not a going problem. to raise and bought some and bought some more Merlin. Uh uh one of uh fellow podcaster podcast Bourbon and Boy Sh- Bourbon and Boy shorts with one of the other fellow, fellow panelists and actually uh in my i call it my clock can so by day uh, i'm a financial analyst <laughs> and by night I, I mentor to try to save the world
1: <laughs> awesome thank you thank you that was awesome. <laughs> and kyle kyle
2: whitford yes how you doing everybody this is kyle whiteford um I am a uh, single father of two beautiful girls, just a hardworking young man trying to make it out of here. Um, also, the other half of the uh, great and new up-and-coming podcast, Bourbon and Boy Shorts. So um, I'm just glad to be here, yes. glad to give some advice, and, you know, advice if I can give it. So
1: Absolutely. And that podcast that you both have is, is blowing up. And I, I just want to, you know, give you kudos, give you honor where honor is due you gentlemen are really um, you're really hitting it off with that, so I appreciate that. Especially, you know, it's a podcast for the millennials, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, it's 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 very popular and um, it's, it's going places. Me. So, you know, if you need any help, your auntie is here.
3: <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: yeah, thank you. And so, uh, our last guest, we have. Uh, my dear friend Letitia Bowie, she's also a member of Black Women Widows um, Empowered, and she really provides uh, great um, a great perspective just from her life. Uh, she's a young widow. I'm not going to introduce you, but I'm I just want to give her props. She's a young widow who's who's been married fairly long, um, almost as long as I have, and um, she has you know, great wisdom and experience um, just for being, um, she's under 40. So, uh, Leticia, uh, thank you for joining. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself if I hadn't already, you know, <laughs> uh, provided I, information about the background. So thanks for joining. <laughs> no, no problem at all. I'm Leticia, and I don't mind telling my age. I'm 38 as of last Thursday. Um <laughs> I have no problem with that because I am just grateful to be alive. Special education teacher, I work specifically with children um, with mental health issues. And um, I am the founder of a nonprofit organization entitled Dialogos, which is a support group um, that administers support and scholarships for families um, that have lost a loved one due to suicide. And it's called Dialogos specifically because Dialogos means – um, having an open and frank conversation. So, um, that's what I do. You know, I, I, I'm a teacher, I'm an advocate and yeah, nothing special, just doing what I do. (laughs) Uh, And see, you're being humble as well. So, but that's okay. Um, thank you so much for joining and, and I also want to inform the audience that we will be having, um, a separate radio show geared towards, you know, um, a black woman who has who was widowed due to suicide. So that's going to be really interesting. I'm going to have two women um, just chat about you know their experiences, and um, I think it's, it's going to be a great show. So uh, back to this show. Yes, um, I'm very excited. We had our show in March, March 25th to be exact, a face to face event rather uh, that took place in Baltimore, Maryland at the Seven West Restaurant. And we had we had a great turnout. Um, we went live for a few. We took questions. We had so many questions that we, um, we couldn't answer them all um, because we, we just ran out of time. And I just wanted to follow up from that also as a precursor to our event here in Charlotte of the same name that's going to take place at La Madeline's Restaurant um, in North Lake area in Charlotte. So I wanted to give an opportunity for those who are unable to attend our face-to-face event um, this Saturday or next Saturday uh, and just kind of, you know, ask questions. You know, we have some single men on the call. Um, We have a widower. We also have getting perspectives from a widow who um, is a widow due to suicide. So I just wanted to provide an opportunity for questions. I will open it up, Um, those of you who are called in, um, you're you're um, automatically on mute if I have not unmuted you. Those that are unmuted are the, are the speakers. But once I ask questions to the audience, um, I will um, give you an opportunity to ask your question and I will unmute you. But I just wanted to start with a couple of questions that I had that we didn't quite get to from our last uh, event and um, just wanted to throw it out there. So, uh, we have one question. Her name from Cheryl, Cheryl Barnes. Uh, she did write in. She said she wanted to ask this question, and it doesn't matter who who responds. But do you get grief from your loved one's family or your kids when you start dating? Um, actually, this would be for the widow. I'm sorry for Tisha. Let's 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 pose this question to you. Um, did you get any grief from your loved one's family or your kids when you when you did start to date? Are you asking me yes um, my kids not so much um my son my son was was pretty much ready for me to date um my daughter she was she was a bit younger, and of course you know the sun rose and set on her dad and so she was ready for me to date she wanted she wanted me to be you know happy, but at the same time she was still struggling with the loss so she was ready but she wasn't ready so my kids really you know weren't an issue they were you know just pretty much whatever makes you happy um as long as he accepts us family on the other hand um i had i had i had a i had a i had a <laughs> an issue with um and I knew there was going to be an issue because I knew it was too early for them, and so I tried to hide it as long as I could. But, um, but they, a, a couple of people encouraged me. It's all right. Let us meet him, you know. And so I felt safe introducing him, the very first person I dated after the death of my husband. But I, I kind, I kind of knew better. And so when I did introduce him all Hades broke loose (laughs) and um, (laughs) things kind of went downhill from, from, from there. And it just,
3: it was not a
1: good experience. Um, They were not very accepting. Um, Of course they cared about me. They had valid, you know, they had, a lot of their opinions were valid. Um, But, but it just was not a good experience with the very first person um, I, I dated after my husband and, and, they weren't accepting at all. <laughs> so, well, how long did you wait to date? How long did you wait to date? I, and I didn't intend to do this. You know, it just kind of happened. I started seeing someone nine months after my husband passed away. But you have to have some, and so I understood their feelings. I knew they weren't ready. Um, but you have to have some background on my story, you know, also. My story is very complex. There was some there were some very complicated things that that happened, and and so um, I was a widow that was very alone in in my marriage during the time that I was I was married. So, you know, by the time my husband passed away, and it was kind of nine months later, I was ready to date. I was I was I was ready. Mm-hmm. I knew they they weren't ready, but I was ready because of the complexities of of my situation. So. But I knew it was too early for okay. them. That's why I tried to hide it as long as I could. I was being cognizant of their feelings. Um, good, Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, now, for our widower who's on the call, um, Andre, do you find it difficult to date because you are a widower once you, you know, you tell your are dating and you tell your date that you are a widower? Um, or do they already know? You know, we had a conversation in our widows group about you know online dating profiles. Do you put widower or do you put widow? You just put single. But when you're dating, do they already know beforehand that you're a widower, or do you tell them after the fact?
0: Um, well, you know, using the the dating sites, you know, I, I you know that's the option is there. So for me, I put it out there. Um and you know, I remember was I guess was about maybe a year and a half I changed my Facebook status um from married mm-hmm. to widow, widower. Um mm-hmm. to answer your first question, um I, I think, you know, I guess the issues that I'm seeing, you know, when I date is um you know, women seem to believe that they're competing against my late wife um and the, and and it's like it's almost as if they go in there looking for that um so i'm I'm finding myself um you know sitting and listening to them constantly talk about you know their ex husband you know, and they they have issues with them um and you know I'm not really saying anything, so um you know sometimes it's like well, you're not saying anything. And, um you know, which means you know state in their mind, they're interpreting that oh, well, you still you know um thinking about your 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 um your late wife and and you know I remember telling someone that's not the case, so it's like what it's like if i and I just said it's look i'm if I talk about her, you wanna say, I'm thinking about her, if I don't talk about her, you say I'm thinking about her, so you already had your mind made up, you know so. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and then, but you know, it was another relationship I had, and that's how it was at the begin—not the beginning, but you know, she said, you know, I, I just feel that I, I, I'm never going to win. It's like, win what? She's like, well, you know, <laughs> she's always there. Yeah. Um, and and I think one time, you know, and this is when I already knew that I was going to end the relationship. You know, she she brought up about how my daughter. Mentioned, so your daughter talks about your, her mom. And I was kind of silent, like sitting there like, yeah, and so, like, you know, what are you getting at? And I said, well, you know, she, I said, so what? what's the deal? And she was like, well, you know, she talks about her. She said, yeah, that was her mom. What do you want me to do? It? You know, I said, well, you know, do you ever talk to her about it? I said, yeah, I said, you know, talk about your mom anytime you want to. Oh, okay, well, you know, so it made her uncomfortable. So I just knew that she wasn't for me
1: and I just <laughs> moved on. So yeah, i you know, bottom line I'm I'm finding that to be an issue. Oh wow. Well, thanks for your Chef,
0: transparency about that. That's go
1: ahead. Time, um, head, time so, in. We're just chatting uh, here. This is we're
3: chatting here. Yeah, I'm at a I'm 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 at a uh a home going service, but I wanted to speak on and just say a few things in terms of points. Uh I I believe that from a spiritual perspective you know, when you are a widow, it's, it's still a very spiritual time. Uh, and when I say that, meaning that person was in your life, whether it was a the best relationship you've ever had or not, uh, you to me, you should always learn something. You're never losing when you've had a situation uh, that you've been in, in terms of going from, you know, a person who has been in your life a year, 10 years, 20 years, as opposed to someone who is new to your life, because you have to learn from every relationship you, and you learn from yourself. So, you know, I try to tell people, don't don't ever feel like, you know, you've lost. Uh, it, it's just a learning and you're winning because even in that time, I believe that God places people in your life for a reason, sometimes just for a season. And for you yeah. to be able to take the things that you've learned from that person whether good or bad, that's all a part of your experience. And your experience is always a part of your living. So if we've learned something and we've won and, and, and we've used that experience to make better decisions, to, to to be able to talk to people, whatever it is, we need to be able to do that. And so uh, I, I just want to say to each and every person is that you know, once you've had that, you can't stop your life. Uh, I always say that yeah. you, you have that person for a, a season, but they were there for a reason, and now you're to move forward. And And those things that you glean from the relationship, take it and use it. Do things with it. Make sure that you're a better person for for them being in your life. And it doesn't always have to be the most positive. It don't have to be the most negative, whatever the case is. It could be the most positive, or be the most like whatever. But use the experience to be a better you. That's the real key.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I
3: yeah. think
1: that just dating um, and meeting different, you know, you're actually meeting several personalities. You know, you're yes. dealing with several personalities, and it's not always the case that it's a match, or it's, or it. It may be, you know, it could be a match for. Um, like a season, and you just live, and then you move on, or you know maybe it is a match, and then you know you you go off to get married, um, which is mm-hmm. great. But yeah, it's definitely for a season for a reason. So I appreciate that from a spiritual perspective. And again, uh, my deepest con- condolences uh, to you, Stafford. Now I realize you you Thank did you. have a home go- home going, and yes. Um, sure. I don't know what's going on. It's been happening um, quite a few to just panelists. And again, my um, the deepest condolences to those who have lost loved ones in this past few months, um, Kyle as well. So
3: thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. The mother so of, um, uh, the mother of, of uh, Kyle's. Children uh, passed away, and so I really um, thank you, Kyle, for for joining uh, this call as well. So it really means a lot. So um, you guys are awesome. Let me let me move on. Let me let me finish my you know what I have to say as far as that because I'll just go on and on. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, thank thank and again, you. And <laughs>
3: and one thing, Saber, I just want to say you know one of the things that we learn even from this experience is that we have to be we we are our brother's keeper and that we are to mm-hmm. be a support to each one of us. Like, I'm supposed to be a support to you, your support to me, Kyle. We're supposed to be able to say words of encouragement and just let them know that there's somebody else here for you because we, we all go through those things, those times in life, and so we need those uh, th- those people that can encourage us in this time. Okay.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank Thank you, you. thank you so much, Doctor Button. I appreciate it. All right, take care. All right. Does anyone have anything they want to say at this time before we move on? Um, I'm going to open up. um, I'm going to open up the uh, discussion. Whoever's on the call, to uh, you know, if you have anything to say, feel free to. I've unmuted everyone, so this is basically just a chat. It's not really formal. I just wanted us to get together, chat before. Our event next next Saturday. Um, Normally, I'm just so formalized, but here, this chat right here, it's live as well, too, so (laughs) it's not like I'm recording, and then I'm going to, you know, tidy it up. I never do that. All of my sessions are live. Um, I just don't have the time to record it and then go back and edit it, not unless there's something, you know, really um, the need for it, but hey, whatever you have to say, go ahead and say it. Um, I do want to, ask uh, those who are single, Jeremy and Kyle, would you date a widow? Would you date a widow? You know, from our discussion, our face-to-face discussion in March, it was great. Oh, my gosh, it was great. Um, but for those who were not in attendance, you know, um, let's hear from you again. Would you date a widow? And if you would, would there be any, anything you would call red flags? to say okay, I mean would would they be um a type of date that you would have to pay special close attention to? You know, talk to me. Would you date a widow? Why or why not? Um I do hear some, some noise in the background. Um so I'll 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 hand it off to Kyle at this point. Kyle, would you date a widow?
2: Um yeah, actually I I would. Uh, given that situation on how sensitive it is, uh emotionally um and spiritually um i I would say like unknowingly because you know when you meet somebody uh depending on the woman you know she may be upfront on giving up that information uh at first or if she's no if if she's still you know still in the process of coming out of that really out of that uh that space um of grieving or whatever you know she may be a little little reluctant to to um to share that information up front as well. Um, once we get to that point point, if she becomes comfortable on being open and, you know, letting me know, you know, hey, I'm a widow, and this is what's going on, and, you know, he died like this, and this is where I'm at with my kids, and I'm trying to do this and that, then it would help me better, per, you know, know how to pursue or, you know, just engage, you know, with, with that woman without, you know, um, I guess, you know, bringing it up too much or having her, like, you know, have breakdowns in the middle of it. I mean, you know, everybody's human. They're going to have their feelings and, you know, things of that nature. But it would, it would, better, it would be better for me to, like, gradually know why she's either sometimes guarded why she doesn't, you know, talk about certain things, why, you know, certain jokes I may throw at her, she doesn't really want to laugh at it too much or ah, you know, certain... yeah. So, so it's it, it's a lot it's a lot that goes it's a it's a lot that goes in it because, you know, as a man, we don't know until you tell us. Um you know, or I'm gonna say that like, will I can't people all. but but for me personally, I'm not the type of guy to like you know, I don't like to put pieces together. I don't like to figure things out. My, you know, I'm I'm more upfront, and you know, it's more what you see is what you get. So if I ask you questions and you don't want to answer, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a reason why you don't want to answer that question right away. So you know, I won't dig into it and force you to, you know, come out of your shell and force you to do things um, that you're not uncomfortable. With. And then you know, I mess around and not even, you know, get a second date or a callback. Um, so you know, for, for me, I would just definitely take my time. Um, once she's willing to, you know, sit down and talk about it and actually have a face-to-face conversation on, you know, her her lifestyle and what she's been going through, what she has been through, then, you know, it'll definitely give me a better perspective on how to, you know, engage and just be upfront and just, you know, make her feel comfortable with being open about her her widow status and, you know, Letting her know that it's I'm I'm not out here, you know. Letting her know she can be comfortable with me, uh, discussing that and you know going forward. And just just it's really just about having fun.
1: You really made some valid points. I had to write it down. They were so good. So thank you for that. You know, you said you, we don't know what we don't know, and then you said you know you have to watch what you say as far as your jokes. That's 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 awesome. I appreciate that. And you know, sure. one other question I want to ask and I'll ask this after um after Jeremy uh provides his question. I do have another question for you both. Um Jeremy, would you date a widow? Why or why
3: not?
4: Yes, I uh thinking about that from our last uh, our last uh event, um, would I date a widow, I definitely would date a widow. Um I haven't d- dated a widow before, but I, I liken it or my thought would be it would be similar to dating someone who is just out of a long-term relationship, and I'm not trying to say marriage and a long-term relationship, five, six, seven, eight years, is the same. But I would approach it in that way, in the sense that, okay, you, you just left a relationship with someone who you've grown traumatically, traumatically with, and you've grown to a, to be several different people. Um, but at the same time, in dating, is is really the, okay, I like you, you like me, I find you attractive, I like talking to you. Is there some chemistry? You know, do we enjoy being in each other's company? Um, and, and, and really, those, those small steps first. And as it progressively gets more serious, then I, my my thought would be those conversations come up more about you know how are you with, with your husband's passing. Quite sure it would come up in, in in general, just in random conversation. But that wouldn't be my first initial thought or thing I would want to tackle. I would really want to just tackle: do we like each other? Each other? Do we want to spend time together? Do we? Is there some type of chemistry? Because we could tackle all of my thought is we could tackle all of the you know, what happened in the past, how was that? But there's no chemistry, so now I've I've tapped into you emotionally, but there's no chemistry, so I I may be doing more harm than good.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. These are really great answers. Um, My question, and this will be to, as well as Andre, um, to the men, what would you prefer – well actually this would go to Kyle and and uh and Jeremy. Would you prefer to know up front that they're widows before you even go out or would you prefer and, and I guess this is... that's my main question. That's my main question. Would you prefer to know if you're on a date dating... This is Jeremy.
4: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Hey Jeremy. This is this for instance, you're on the dating site and their status is single, but then you get, you know, you get to know them and they tell you you're, you know, they're a widow. Would that make a difference to you?
4: Right. For me, once again, is Jeremy. It wouldn't make a difference for me. And honestly, I would prefer not to know because it goes back to the okay. time. I, I okay. want to know you. I, I just want to meet you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, as, okay. and as we grow mm-hmm. and as we learn each other, those things will Reveal not not revealing the bad stuff, but we'll learn more about each other, and we'll we'll tackle those things about each other as they come about, as opposed to you know unpacking us right away, and we may not even be compatible just as human beings.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And and Andre, would you, I guess, on the opposite end of the spectrum, would you want to know up front that they're a widower, or it doesn't make a difference, and then you and then say uh, you you. Go on a date and then you find out that they are a widow. I'm sorry. Would you prefer yeah, that, to, to date a widow up front? Would you prefer to know them as a widow?
0: You know, um, yeah. Um, I guess the easiest way for me to answer the question is, is that I uh, I would prefer to date someone that was previously married and and had kids. Okay, not I, necessarily I I don't want to date a single woman that never had kids. Good point. So everyone else is fair game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> may may I may I interject with a thought? Go ahead. Saber. Yeah. I um and I guess this is where I come in at because, you know, my experience is a little different. Um, because I, I always I always, you know, tell up front because of circumstances and things like that. And, and the reason why I tell, tell things up front is because of, you know, the taboos and the and the preconceived notions that, that come with my situation. So, like, I would love for, you know, one, someone to want to take the time and get to know me first and then, you know, the, the details come out, you know, just in random conversation or things like that. But I guess from my experience in dating – over the years, I found it easier for me to just say, hey, you know what, I'm a widow. Um, This is how my husband, not specific details, but this is how my husband passed away. And right there and then, because of the taboos and because of the preconceived notions, they have an opportunity to say, I'm in or I'm out. Because most Mm -hmm, men cannot handle, you know, um, cannot handle my situation. There's, There's a lot of Myths and there's a lot of um, and not just with men, just with people in general. Because what I face is, you know, people, you know, saying, well, especially when your when when your spouse has died of suicide, people automatically think you drove them to it, you did some you did something to to you know to make them want to do that. You weren't a good spouse, you weren't a good wife, you know, all of those things and all of those taboos come into play. And so, like, I just say you know, right up front, you know, I'm just gonna let you know I'm widowed, you know, my husband unfortunately um took his own life, you know, how do you feel about that? And immediately I see the you know, I see, you know, their thought pattern in it and it also lets me mm-hmm. know, you know, whether there's someone that I wanna deal with. And and so that's kinda like how I how I come at it. Um, I just let you know and then I kinda know, you know, whether you can handle my package or not. Thank you, Tishan. That was my next question relating to you know yeah. your experience in dating. Does, does someone have want to interject? Does you know this is open? Yeah. Everyone, um, you know, everyone is unmuted.
0: Yeah, I you know uh, I commend you for that because you know you don't want to waste your time. You know um, to get the other person. You know it's really you know I just feel we're the most important people. So you know, for you to you know, to put it out there early and, you know, you can assess if this is worth pursuing or this guy at some point is gonna like, you know what, I don't this is not for me. So, you know, you're gonna kinda of get an early indication by telling him that you, you know, you you know, your spouse, you know, killed himself and for that person to, you know, be mature enough to kind of, you know, wanna see if you know, you still work pursuing, you know, to get okay, yeah, you gave me some history. You lost your husband and that's how it happened, but you know, is it negatively being reflected on me? Or exactly. this person it's more concerned about knowing me. So I, I commend on you. I I if I was in your shoes Sabra, hi, is yeah. Giselle, I'm on the
1: line. Hi, Giselle. Hello. Thank, you. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for joining. I I I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the future interview. Hi, Matisha. Hi, Giselle. Hi. Um, I I wanted to just um, add uh, um, my thoughts on your previous question um, of of putting that out there. I agree with Jeremy when he talked before about I would rather uh, someone get to know me, um, for me, first, um, and then I would let them know, um, you know, if it comes out in conversation. I've had several scenarios, many different ways online, putting that I am a widow. I used to do that. I took that off and mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. um, but,
1: you know, I, I, and as I had mentioned to you before, Saber, that there are a lot of men that feel that widows are weak. We cry a lot we are needy,
0: mm.
1: um, and, and I feel that I don't want to give a man that I've never met that impression, you know, off the bat. And, again, it's his perception, but I would rather put myself as single and then it come up in conversation if one asks. And I would think as you're getting to know someone, you know, from the moment you're, you're you're liking a profile, you're starting a conversation, there's that part where you're saying, hey, were you married? Were you divorced? And then I'll say I'm actually widowed. So I think that I want some type of normality, if you will, uh, in a conversation that could lead up to the fact that I am widowed. And I never mm-hmm. like to say how I'm widowed. I don't put oh. that out there. Kudos to you, Leticia. Um, I don't like to do that because... Um, it is a stigma, you know. I am a widow of suicide, so there is a huge yeah. stigma behind it. And I'd rather, you know, and I went through the whole embarrassment stage and all of that. But I'd rather not mention that unless I'm asked. Um, there are most men. There are some men that will ask right off the back. There are some men that are a little bit more respectful, shall we say, and may not mention, you know, may not ask. Uh, but I think as you get to as you get to know someone, eventually it will come out. But I'd rather it be natural. So you know, for me, I agree with with Jeremy with that. I Like something that's going to come out naturally, and things like that. I don't want to just put it out there like, gee, i you know I'm a widow. This is that, and let's go from there. It's to me, I, for me, um, I think it's too much. I don't want to put some. I don't want to put all my cards on the table for someone I don't even know. You know. And I'm, yeah. kind of, and I'm not just yeah. saying, "Oh, hey, you know, how are you?" Bam, you know, this is what happened. It definitely comes. <laughs> oh, out I know, I know, sometimes. it's not leticia mm-hmm. You know, but <laughs> it it just for for me and from my dating experiences, be, because there is such a big stigma, and I don't have time to waste. Time. Yeah. You know, I just don't. Right. And so yeah. there is there is such there is such a big stigma. Um, whether, whether it's, whether, well, in general, there's just this huge stigma. And my whole platform is eliminating the stigma and let's talk about it. So I'm not just, like, rushing in, like, okay, I just met you two minutes ago, bam, you know, this is what happened. You know, we're in the process of conversation, and while we're in the process of conversation, you know, I'm just, you know, hey, you know, I'm widowed, you know. And I do tell how because just for me, it just, it, it eliminates a lot of, you know, I, I, it just eliminates a lot. And it's like I can read people um, very well. And the thing about it is whether I tell you down the line, whether I tell you down the line or I tell you up front, if you have a stigma in your head, you can be the most awesome person in the world. You can think I'm the most awesome person in the world. But if you're already biased and prejudiced towards you know, this particular situation, whether I tell you down the line or whether I tell you after two or three conversations, you're still going to grab it. I'm still not your package. And I'm okay with mm-hmm. you, with me not being your package. And so to eliminate all of that, because I got stuff to do, <laughs> you know, <it's> like <laughs> to, 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 to yeah. eliminate all of that, it does come out in natural conversation, but I'd rather it come out sooner than later um so that I can, so, you know, that I can just kind of move on and, you know, and,
0: yeah. you
1: know, you go your way and I go mine, we're still friends, you know, whatever, but we just won't work in a dating situation because I need to know that your shoulders are strong enough to hold me. And if you mm-hmm. can't handle my situation, then we don't need to be dating. And so I guess I'm just right. quite just more upfront with it because I'm tired of, I'm tired of hiding behind the stigma. And so I'm, I'm that's just how, that's just me. That's just. Definitely not, you know, hi, how you doing? Bam, my husband killed himself. No, I'm a lot softer than that. You know, it does come out naturally. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you know, I could understand um, um, Giselle and, and Tisha. Um, I can understand definitely wanting to just uh, – I know, Giselle, you you rather wait. You don't put it online that you're a widow. Um, and, and Tisha, I know that um, – like you said, you, you'd rather just let them know during the conversation, not in the beginning. But as far as I just want to give a perspective from what I've done, um, especially when it comes to online dating in the past, because I waited maybe eight months after he died um, to date, and that was because, and I hid it from my kids. They they didn't know anything, and that was only because I was lonely. Come to find out I was just lonely, and it was the holidays. And I just needed I just needed that, you know, to be special during the holidays, and ultimately it didn't work out because after the holidays I was, hey, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I just needed that 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 uh, that physical person to, you know, take me out or whatever. But online dating, I would put my um, status as widow. And because, like, I wanted to know, I wanted them to know who I was, and then (laughs) in the description I would put all this stuff in there. Yes, I'm a widow, and I've been, and can you hint? I mean, it was crazy. (laughs) But, like I said, you know, like Tisha said, I just didn't want to go to the date and then tell them, and then they'd be, you know, I wanted to know, I wanted them to know up front what I'm about, how long I was married, who he was. And then you can inbox me. And um, needless to say, it didn't make any difference.
0: <laughs> it didn't make
1: any difference. Um, in most cases, I don't even think they read the profile to be honest. But yep. um, I just I just had to mention that because you know it, it is a topic of discussion in our group as well. And um, it's just funny just to just to read the comments. It's really knowledgeable. But I just wanted to get that across. You know telling them up front online dating doesn't matter. No. It really ultimately doesn't matter because number 1, they 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 just look at your face and they really don't read your profile 9 times out of 10. And, you know, number 2, um even so I think and I'm I'm just going from experience and it's not, you know, a f- matter of fact, but it's just that I think um they see your picture and they're like okay, I'm going to date, but I think that's going to that's another um, show for discussion. Online dating, um, but I just wanted to uh, relay that and just you know thank you all for your uh, your input, and just wanted to open it up for anyone else. If you if you have anything you would want to say, um, we're we're it's twelve forty two. We have about three more minutes. It's going to be a forty five you know uh, minute show, um, so. Okay, any, last
0: okay.
1: they, they hi, were, any last thoughts? hi. Yes, any last thoughts? Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. It's Aria Melody. Um, I don't know yes. if you addressed this. I call late, but for the gentleman, um, how do you handle uh children of a widow that you're dating who may still be traumatized and/or in mourning regarding the death of their father, and who also may a bit be a bit resentful about their mother dating you? Did you all address that?
2: Um. This is Kyle. No. Um, hello.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Kyle.
2: Um. For me personally, because even though I've never dealt with that situation personally, um, I've never dealt with that situation personally. But I would speak on it from my point of view because recently losing my uh, my kids' mothers, um, it's it's a process that that you have to take so seriously is so cautious because at the age that my kids are at, they're five and nine, my girls are five Mm -hmm. and nine. So, so for me trying to get out there and date and I'm not a widow, but I haven't dated and I haven't been in a relationship ever since me and my, uh, my ex had broke up, my kid's mother had broke up. So for me, um, it's really about taking that time because you don't know really how kids will feel seeing you with another person other outside of your outside of, you know, mommy. Um it just right. this is just perspective. Um and with even and even on, you know, the other end, you know, you know, they don't know how to see mommy, anybody else with daddy. Um depending right. on ages, it's very it's very time sensitive. Um I I would say that with with anything that you do as far as another companion with dating, anything like that, it's always time sensitive. Um mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, what was crazy was last weekend I was at a barbecue, uh, my kids were there and there was a, there was a woman that I was, you know, just talking to, we were just being real friendly or whatever. And, um, you know, my daughter was like, um, you know, um, I think, um, uh, she was like, do you have a girlfriend? I was like,
3: no. She was like, well, I think you have a girlfriend. I was like, "I was like, well, who, is, who do you think, you know, who'd you see me with? Cause, uh, said, please
2: show me. Cause I haven't seen her. So, you know, she. And I asked her, and she was like, no, nah, never mind, don't worry about it. I asked her, I said, well, would you be mad if I did have a girlfriend? She was like, no, I don't care, it's fine. And I'm like, well, you say that now, but at the end of the day, like, you were so used to your mother and, and me, you know,
4: you really mm-hmm. didn't,
2: there, there's really no other way of, you know, seeing things. She, and neither one of my kids have ever seen me with, Um, you know, they've never seen me date anybody. Um, right. I take I that Situation so serious about my kids because you know, even with meeting having somebody who I'm dating meeting my my girls is very serious to me. Um, right, if I feel as though that you know, within the first 90 days, you definitely won't be meeting my kids. Um, right, six months to a year that's a possibility. Uh, depending on if you have kids or not, then maybe we could make a play date and you know, see how that goes, let them play together while we sit and chat and talk like that, but as far as, like, meeting my kids and, you know, me meeting other kids, you know, I take that very seriously as well. I wouldn't force myself to, uh, no matter how great the date is going, no matter how well the dating process is going, if we're really in tune and we have a lot of in commons and, you know, things are going as well, I would never force myself upon, you know, wanting to meet the kids and wanting to try to, you know, force myself to have a relationship with, you know, another, another person's kids, and it doesn't work out. And, you know, depending on the age, you know, a lot of kids, you know, especially with, you know, the younger ones, they get attached really fast. um, Right. Depending on situation. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be there, be like a, be there for like, you know, three months and then all of a sudden, you know, me, me and the mother doesn't work out and then we run up breaking up and, you know, I'm getting phone calls like, well, my son's asking about you, my daughter's asking about you, and I don't know what to tell them. And, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of – sometimes it could be a lot of forceful, you know, situations where you have to keep dealing with the person or it could be like a forceful, like, you know, you, you, you know, it's, it's like a force of emotions that you have to keep, you know, almost like a facade. You know, you have to keep right. it up, you know, the image up for the kids, for the kids' happiness, but at the same time, you're in an old another space. So, you know, dealing with that and being and being a widow
0: or a widower, like I would
2: I would definitely take my time, you know, take your time as much as possible because that attachment, especially, you know, the attachment versus the age of the kids and you know, how long you've you know, you know, been widowed and how long if you've been dating a certain person, I would definitely take my time with that. I I, I take my kids situation like to to the full extent. So I take that seriously all the way. So I mean that's nice. just how I carry it. And I
1: agree with Kyle. In six years, my husband's been gone six years and just dealing with my own children. In six years, my children have only met one person because I I took their grieving very seriously and I did not want them to to get attached. So they've only met one person in six years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Even for adult children, you want to make it a gradual, you know, introduction. Take your time.
2: Yeah, you always you always need to take time. Time is a you – have, you have time, but you don't have time. But at the end of the day, like, you – when it comes to certain things in your family and, and the protection of their emotions and, and their sanity, like, that time needs to be taken. And if the other person really can't understand that, then, you know, you kind of know how to engage and, you know, keep going, moving forward from there. So if they just can't understand that, then – you know that's that's solely on them, but you know you know what you have to do for your family and protect their their innocence and their emotions and their sanity from there.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have this is Andre. Um, um, I, I guess I'm just learning over time, because um, my kids are at different stages. I have two in the 20s and and one just turned a teenager, and the teenager is a is girl. So, you know, my boys can handle it. You know because they're older and they understand and, you know, it's been long enough for them. They just want me to be happy. But, you know, for my daughter, you know, I got to be a little bit cautious and, um, you know, because being that she is on the younger side, you know, if that person engages her, you know, she's, she would like the person. And, you know, if it didn't work out, you know, now I'm going to be stuck with, you know, that situation. Like, okay, can we go over her house? Or can we do this? And, I'm not with the person anymore, and I'm like saying no.
1: Right, and that's interesting. You say that. That's really interesting. You say that you will stick with the person, and uh, you know, you would think it would be the total opposite for uh, for children her age. But um, thank you for that. That's that's totally. That's really interesting that you say that.
3: Hmm.
1: Any last words from uh, from you, Jeremy?
3: Uh, no major last
4: words, but I would definitely echo what uh, Kyle said as far as uh, introducing or meeting someone else's children. I typically, too, am very hesitant to meet someone else's children or let someone meet my children just because of their attachment. But I think everything else is yeah. touched touch.
1: Yeah. Kisha, you have any last words? I know you gave a lot of last words, which is great. <laughs> No, I don't have any last words. I think I've talked enough. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. I can't wait until our next conversation uh with uh you and Giselle. So that's gonna be um it's gonna be very a very great show. Mm-hmm. Well everyone, thank you so much yeah. for your time today. I really appreciate this. Uh Area, do you have anything that you wanted to say, Giselle? Um, no. Looking forward to the uh to the next talk. It's gonna be pretty deep yeah it is yeah uh, that's, what, that's just topic, what i want forward <laughs> to the next topic but also for the events uh next week absolutely absolutely um we are going to uh be face to face july twenty second at four p m at La um french cafe country french French cafe and i can't wait um we're also going to be introducing a new panelist He's from uh pennsylvania. Uh he's not on this call. I wanted, you know, those panelists who were in attendance and our last one in Baltimore, I just wanted to touch on, you know, just get together and just talk about, you know, what we discussed. Um, it was such a good conversation in March. And, you know, I can't thank you all enough for um, flying in. I know you flew in from Michigan. Andre, you came in from New Jersey. Um a few other folks flew in from various places or drove from various places. It was an awesome time. So, um, I expect it to even be um, better this coming Saturday because it's 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 not as restrictive. You know, there's no set cost. It's a casual environment. The room can hold up to 40 people. The room is free. And let me reiterate, the room is free. Praise God. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, it's a very nice setting. And so um, I just want to thank everyone and just want to remind everyone, you know, um, grief never ends, but it changes. Uh, It's a passage. It's not a place to stay. Grief is not a sign of weakness nor a lack of faith, but it is the price of love. So until next time, everyone, you stay encouraged, and uh, we'll chat at you later. Thanks for joining, everyone, and God bless Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. bye. Thank you. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.